are Locked On Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Locked On your first listen of the day. I'm your host, Mike Luke. All right, we got a lot to get to today. Uh, first and foremost, we're going to talk a little bit of uh, Arizona basketball recruiting. Then we're going to talk a little bit of Arizona football as well. So, all right. First and foremost, this was a big weekend for Arizona basketball recruiting. Kylan Boswell and uh, KJ Lewis were both performing in the Orlando Nike EYBL. And by all accounts, they both performed incredibly well. Um, I don't think that that should really be any of a surprise to anybody because these are both five-star kids that Tommy Lloyd prioritized very, very early. And he was front and center watching these kids. Now, when you watch how, you know, tandem recruits are interesting because, and again, it's not like they were a package deal, but when they came in here, you know, you've, you've got a point guard right there in Kylan Boswell, who is essentially everything you want. He's strong. He's physical. He's able to make plays with the ball. He can get guys in position to be able to make plays. He's also perfect because it's not like he's like your Baron Davis, Stephon Marbury type where he's going to probably be leaving after a year. He's probably going to be a multi-year player, which is always fun to be able to build around as you're putting out a roster, knowing that, you know what, uh, this guy will be here for two years whatever the case may be. K.J. Lewis, a little bit different. I could see K.J. being a one-and-done just because of the athletic ability he possesses, but he could certainly be a two-year guy. And it really shows you, too, that Tommy Lloyd just kind of gets it. A lot of people were wondering, was Tommy Lloyd going to be able to recruit? Obviously, he could coach, um, but a lot of people were wondering, what was the deal with that and Sean Miller's players and you know this, that, and the other. But Tommy Lloyd certainly showed that he could recruit at a high level by bringing both these guys in. And I think at the end of the day, these will both be top 15 players who will probably be, well, be pretty surprised if they weren't McDonald's All-American kids. But those are the two guys that he really zeroed in on in that 2023 class and prioritized. Now, he's got a little bit of a different recruiting approach, obviously, than Sean Miller did in that you offer a bunch of kids and you see who's interested. Tommy Lloyd, I think, looks at the Arizona brand and says, I should be able to get who we really need here because we are Arizona and this is a fun style to play. And so he's much more specific when it comes to recruiting kids. And you know what? I like it. Um, I see both, both approaches, but when you prioritize only a few kids, it certainly is a way of showing those kids, and KJ Lewis talked about this, that you know you really value them, that you really value what they're able to do, and that they're not just another number for you. Now, some of the other kids that they were looking at, obviously Dusty Stromer out of California. Um, you got some other guys in there. But basically just wanted to kind of give you guys all a little bit of a uh, heads up on how everybody performed out there as far as U of A commits go. Another kid to certainly keep an eye on in state is a kid named Koa Pete. You might know him from his brothers were Todd, Cassius, Andrews. Uh, they come from the Pete family, obviously. He's a guy that's probably a five-star kid now, and he's going to be a five-star kid when he's a senior. He's only a freshman right now. So it was a, uh, I think it was a very productive week in Arizona uh, for Arizona recruiting, and it's only going to keep going 
Tommy Lloyd has restored the Arizona basketball brand in a big way. And again, I don't really see this thing stopping anytime soon, to be honest with you, mainly because if Arizona was stale, and yes, Arizona certainly lost in the Sweet 16 for sure. But if the brand had become a little stale, it certainly isn't anymore. And you can just tell that by the type of recruits that Tommy Lloyd's bringing in and what he's been able to do. Um, as far as a couple other recruits to keep a uh, keep an eye on, uh, Matulis uh, Bujelis. He's going to be a difficult kid to get. Kentucky's in on him. Anytime Kentucky's in on a kid, you kind of wonder, is Arizona really have a chance? That doesn't mean that Arizona can't get him, but, you know, when John Calipari's there and the kid's viewed as a top 10 prospect and a one and done, that's always going to be a little bit of an uphill battle. But the place where if you could bet on something like that, and I don't believe you could bet on that, but if you could bet on something like that, it would be at Bet Online Sportsbook. You can go in there. This is the best time to get on there, mainly because you've got the NBA playoffs going on. You've got baseball. Heck, you've got golf coming right back up. You've got UFC. Bet Online Sportsbook is certainly the place that you want to be to be able to get all of that action. Okay, now let's talk a little bit of U of A football. Let's wrap up the spring game right here. Now, I'm going to keep talking about it. And Jaden Delora is going to be your starting quarterback. I don't believe for a second that he won't. But the one guy that you got to certainly keep an eye on, though, is Noah Fafita. Now, Noah Fafita, we all know, kind of started this historic Arizona football recruiting class and that he brought in a lot of his Servite buddies. And these Servite, <laughs> these Servite guys can all play, whether that's uh, Jatora McMillan, Kean Burnett, Jacob Manu, all of these guys can play. But I don't know that any of them are here without Noah Fafita. But he's a lot more than just kind of the placeholder bringing in some recruits. He's the guy that can also play. Now, when you watch him, first thing you notice is he's short. And uh, he's probably, I don't know, about 5'9", five, 5'8". He's definitely not 5'11". He's a a shorter dude. But we're also in a little bit of a different era for quarterbacks, though, where it's been proven that smaller guys can make up, can make impacts, that smaller guys can play. And he certainly, I think, is uh, is on that list right there. He is a player that if... If you didn't know anything about watching the Arizona, anything about the Arizona football team, and you were just watching the spring game, you would probably think that Noah Fafita was the best quarterback on the roster, mainly because the offense moved up and down the field. He had great chemistry, had great camaraderie with his wide receivers, and they were able to exemplify that throughout the uh, uh, throughout the spring game. So he's certainly a guy to keep an eye on, and the the guys that he's going to have to throw to. I mean, honestly you're looking at an abundance of riches right here on paper. I don't know. Maybe there's another, uh, you know, there's another program with more, with, uh, uh, with more accolades out there. I'd be a little surprised by that, but that's what we're talking about. You've got Jacob Cowing who caught for over 1300 yards at UTEP. You got to McMillan, obviously five-star receiver Kean Burnett, who we need to talk about now is four-star tight end, but he is just a man out there. At about six foot five, two hundred and thirty-five pounds, he made the first catch of the spring game essentially just by boxing his defender out, and it was it, it was a sight to behold just because you could just tell how much bigger he was than the defender. And then, oh yeah, by the way, he shows his athleticism by sneaking out to the goal and getting a uh, getting a touchdown. So certainly a guy to uh, that was incredibly uh, impressive, but. 
There's other guys we're not even talking about or that haven't really entered into the public mainstream. Talk about an AJ Jones, six foot four. looks like he's about six, eight, uh, ex UCLA commit. He's a guy he's played well throughout camp. Uh, Jed fish has talked kind of about what a specimen he is. And it'll be fascinating to see if he can pick things up quick enough to be able to get there out on the field because Again, he's an, he's another dude that really looks the part. Kevin Green, little short, a little bit on the shorter side, but he is uh, another guy, ex USC decommit, and it feels funny saying this because we're not used to it. But it, you can tell the coaching staff has a lot of uh, it sees a lot of potential in Kevin Green right there. Whether that's off reverses, whether that's off just catching the ball, he seemingly catches a, a ball or a touchdown pretty much every day in practice. And I don't know what his role will be this year, but he's certainly going to have a role, though, that is, I think is going to uh, uh, continue to improve. And I, I threw out this hot take on Twitter, and you know what? I'm going to throw it out there again. I think that uh, I think four of these kids, and I don't know which ones, but I think four of these kids end up playing in the NFL, whether that's Key and Burnett to Tora McMillan. Um, uh, AJ or uh, AJ Jones, Jacob Cowing, Kevin Green. I think four of those guys end up making an NFL roster. That's how much talent we're talking about there. And lastly, I look at this Arizona football team and I think to myself, this is a team that can win four or five games. That's where I'm putting it. Maybe they win more, but I think we also need to understand too that Arizona football needs, we, we need to be patient here. This is a program that kind of hit rock bottom and Arizona is working its way up, no doubt about it, but just be patient here. We've won one out of our last 20 uh, games. Get to that four win plateau or that four or five win, whatever you want to call it. And then everything sets up then for the following year where you really try to break through and get those seven or eight wins. I always talk about it that I think when you re, uh, when you inherit a dumpster fire like uh, Jed Fish did, there's different there's different avenues that you need to take. There's different roles that you need to look at. And the first first and foremost is you need to be able to come in first year and just change the culture about how things are going to be done. You're not going to be able to revamp the re, uh, revamp the roster overnight. You do that. Then year two, you start showing the fruits of your labor a little bit. You start showing, hey, here's a little bit more talent where to it's noticeable. Get a couple more wins. Year three, you show that, all right, a little bit different right here. We got our set, we got our seven or eight wins. Year four, then you're ready to rock and roll. You're ready to hopefully compete with any team in the country. And honestly, I mean, again, we're in year two. I get that. But you got to really like the trajectory of the program because, I, again, I think that this team will win four or five games. But it's not even so much how many games they win. It's just that they look different physically out there. The coaching staff is enthusiastic. Everybody just kind of seems to get it. And, that I mean, that's a tip of the cap to Jed Fish right there. Jed Fish certainly you know, knew, wasn't BSing when he said – Recruiting will be the lifeblood of our program, and we will make this work one way or the other because we're going to out-recruit everyone. And honestly, that's what he's done. He's got a staff full of recruiters. They go into Phoenix. They go into California. They've made certainly their uh, massive inroads in California. And what's exciting is, is if you continue to win, this stuff will continue to happen. And I think that's what's so exciting about it. Thanks for listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.